Hello listeners, and welcome back to From Out of Game. I'm going to go ahead and do another quick bonus episode, or at least that's what, the, that's what Anchor calls them, but I'm not going to do a full-length one, I just want to explain the cosmology, basically what that is, how it should help your world building, and also how to do it. At, at least how I do it, I'm not ever going to be here to tell you how to live your life. So, I'm going to make a quick side point too. I had named the Iron Nomads from behind the screen, and I didn't realize that was just my subconscious taking the subreddit and thinking I made it up, so I have no credit for that, and I'll probably end up changing that name. So, what I'd like to sort of understand, get you guys to understand, is is cosmology, the cosmos in your worlds. It's completely optional most of the time, but I believe it is not necessarily like super important, but it adds this whole new field of depth for your world building. So like if you take a na- take a map, right, and you just have your regular province with the capitals, the cities, maybe different districts if you want to, and that's just like an XY axis is all you have. When you add planes and the planar realm of the inner planes, outer planes, and all that, then you create this different z-axis of travel. And in a game about adventuring, that's exactly what you want if you want this huge theming on adventuring. However, you don't need the planes. It specifically says in Dungeons and Dragons that you can choose to omit some planes, you can use only some of them, you can use none of them, and just keep it basic, sword and board, middle ages, black death, it'd be great stuff. So, I'm going to go ahead and explain briefly how it works. So, it it's just a bunch of connected circles, in a sense. What the players are on, almost 90% of most campaigns, is the material plane, which is just the regular... Cities, roads, merchants, everyday stuff, like being on Earth. And we got into it on the last episode about the ethereal and the shadow planes. Those are considered transitive planes. The only other transitive plane is the astral plane, which I'll get into that one too, because that's another one I use a lot. The transitive planes encompass the same space as the material plane. So if you take a circle and you draw that exact circle on top of itself two more times, You've effectively drawn three circles that encompass the same space, but they are three different circles. So you have the material, the ethereal, and the shadow plane. You have to look at those a little more in-depth as if they were three discs on on top of each other. (coughs) Excuse me. And let's say the ethereal's on top, the material's in the middle, and the shadow's in the bottom. That means they encompass the same space as the material plane, but the ethereal and the shadow plane don't necessarily, they actually don't have a connection to each other. You can't access the ethereal plane from the shadow plane. And this is content from the monster, another monster, the manual of the planes from uh, Dungeons and Dragons. I've got the 3.5 edition. I can leave a, a link towards that in the comments or in the notes. So that's the transitive planes on top of the astral plane. So, as I said earlier, 
all these planes are just circles or at some point they're like bars at one point but it, you need to look in the book for the pictures because I'm going to make I'm going to butcher the description if you try to listen to me about it however what I'm trying to get at is all these circles are attached by linear lines or portals of, of different variety but the space in between all the planes is the astral plane it's treated as the ultimate traveling plane you know so like if you need to get from one place to the other the astral plane has the ability to get to all planes so I use all the transitive planes in my universe and I want to get into that one probably more so than the others because I use them a lot in the pirate campaign and by that I mean I just talked about it and didn't really get into the descriptions but the other planes I use and like are the ever-changing chaos of limbo the infinite layers of the abyss these are all outer planes by the way Tartarian Depths of Carceri, Nine Hells of Beador, Clockwork Nirvana of Mechanus, Seven Mounting Heavens of Celestia, the Concordant Domain of the Outlands, and I use all the inner planes. That means the elemental plane of fire, earth, air, and water, on top of the positive energy plane and the negative energy plane. And out of those are all the in the book, super canon, used a lot for lots of things, the planes I use. And on top of those, I use three more plane variants. I use the Far Realm, which is the Lovecraftian-based like horror. The Plane of Mirrors, I've looked into. I, I've got an idea of an encounter for it. I really liked it. I've always had a magic mirror in my universe. I didn't know that it was a plane, so I'm excited about that. And the region of dreams. I sort of like that from Fallout. <clears throat> but I also like the idea. I did do a encounter on it before too. So I believe I'm going to make this cosmology a... Ooh, the dogs are barking. <laughs> I'm going to make this cosmology kind of a recurring thing. Because... I, it's not going to be easy to explain the whole universe in just one episode, especially on a bonus episode. So, with just the material, ethereal, and shadow planes, and the astral plane, I like to let the shadow plane leak onto the material plane. I like their kind of jagged appearance. Um, it, it's basically, if it's a shadow plane, obviously, is a plane completely lacking of light. However, it's not like the negative energy plane where negative energy just hates all living things. It, it is absent of positivity. And the shadow is just absence of light. So colors near impossible to find. And, but it's not necessarily evil, you know. So in the book they, they talk about these vortices that'll open up just kind of seeping into the material plane and that is a thing that that can happen normally I'm, I'm having another campaign going on where that happens frequently and I'll have to get into episodes on that eventually and the ethereal plane is usually just a lot where the ghosts live and I, I like to have them there as a, a sort of like watching and they don't haunt as much as they used to, but I, I like to just really double down on the, 
the fact that they are encompassing the same spaces. And the astral plane, it's the astral plane is mainly for the iron nomads. I use it for them because these parallel universes that they live in, I haven't decided where the, where these Terran speaking nomads come from because I haven't because it's a homebrew creature, you know. So I don't know if I want them to come from the elemental plane of Earth or if I just want them to come from like a distant plane and they use the astral realm, astral plane to travel. So basically in the beginning, before Dandy Boys, I, I text D&D with just my best friend and I was just trying to, you know, pass the time and see where we can get with just like a quick D&D campaign that was just me and him over text. And it turned into what began Portal War, where I started just letting, allowing, it, it gave me the justification to use monsters from wherever. And not just like, you're walking in a dungeon and you find this crazy creature from this plane. It, it actually gave some story, like why it's there. Because the portals have opened in the world, in the material plane, and... It, it, the material plane is a great place to settle things. So, what Sethicus did is he was just looking to further his adventuring, and I told him, I, I gave him three weapons to follow, like, suit with a, a, a side quest. And it was Paylor's sword. I'm pretty sure I said longsword is his favorite weapon, or maybe a mace. Uh, Bahamut's uh, heavy pick. And then this, just a warhammer that I was, I'm going to make up a god is what I did. And he chose the warhammer. And I was like, well, I, I guess this is the universe telling me I, I got a homebrew something. So it turned into his body just being projected forever into the astral plane. But ethereal and shadow, I, I made an extension of his body to be omniscient. And so... With the start of that and, and Thero's backstory, he starts opening portals. It, I, I just had this opening. I had a chance to be like, okay, cool. I'm going to start throwing monsters everywhere. And the first thing that I've always liked about D&T was obviously demons. Demons come from the infinite layers of the abyss. And they call the infinite layers, but they, they like to say that some, some say that there's 666 layers of the abyss. Because you know the the mark of the, the number of the beast, and I always found it super interesting that they had these kind of biblical senses in D and D. But biblical people don't like D and D. Not all of them, but I I was at a in a neighborhood where our na- our neighbors were. They invited me and my brother to a Harry Potter burning session. Like they just burned Harry Potter books. That they they how much they didn't believe in witchcraft. It was crazy. So it's funny that d and is like, well, 666, that's the mark of the beast. So I like demons. And so with this opening of a portal, it allowed me to take that leaking aspect of the shadow plane to the material plane and put it for the abyssal plane. And that's how I can justify demons being in here. So it it's pretty... It's it's pretty rough rough draft of like the world building you know, 
especially because I had to bounce around to justify things. Like, why, why couldn't they do it before? Why couldn't other planes do it? Why not this? Why not that? And I, I came to the conclusion <clears throat> that there was a great evil that happened to the material plane. They were tired of people solving their problems on the material plane, so they blocked all planar travel altogether until a great evil still showed up and they needed help. So then they decided, we'll open up some of the planes, but we'll definitely keep the abyss locked because nobody wants demons running around. And that is basically how my world starts. It starts with demons still trying to get into the material plane because demons don't like being told what to do. They, they like evil and chaos and suffering. So that is the building blocks of what I worked with. Sethicus taking the hammer of the chaos god, Thera opening portals to learn teleportation too early, that was my fault. <laughs> and Dark Tower, obviously, because Dark Tower has a lot of the worlds have become thin, and I it it hits so close to D and D. I love it, and it gives this like Western sci-fi feel to it. So it's even it's even better. So with those building blocks set, I was able to sort of fiddle with how things worked and what creatures were able to come try to assert their dominance over the material plane and it calls for this this requirement for heroes to defend it and it builds this fighting adventuring sort of aspect that everyone loves in D&D and that's where we get into where Zargon is a demon from the abyss who has been banished several times and is concocting a plan to stay on the material plane and this will be Dandy Boy's campaign. It's Dandy Boy's relevant. So the demon's plan is to rid the world of these heroes that are being called to action. And we've got to find a way to get from the abyssal plane to the material plane again. But for one last time. And I think I'm definitely going to keep doing these in the middle episodes to kind of just uh, clarify some things. I hope I at least made sense to you for the material, ethereal, and shadow planes so that the pirate campaign sort of comes full circle. And I'm going to have to come back for more of these other ones that I use. I think the Abyss will have to be next, and the Region of Dreams. Because the Region of Dreams is actually going to be after the Dandy Boys beat the Battle of Elmholm. They go into this this cave and then they go out to the woods and that's when they enter the, the plane of dreams but getting ahead of myself on that because we still have other campaigns to talk about as well so thank you for tuning in for this quick episode I hope uh, I was able to clear some things up for the air and I hope you guys enjoy it and come back and listen to me sometime again thank you